Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles or grab your phones or your iPads or whatever you're using tonight. I want to go right into the scriptures this evening. We do want to release you right at 6 o'clock, and I want to be timely tonight. I know that all of you have plans and dinner plans, and I'm racing to get home to Bren's Beef and Noodles. Hallelujah. I'm teasing. We're not in a race at all. <laughs> but I am excited. I remember those, those uh, days in Israel and being there in Bethlehem and singing these Christmas carols, that, some of them that we sang tonight. And it's beyond words just what happened. You know, as we open up the scriptures, some of you are visiting with us tonight, and we're so blessed that you're here, but we don't just look to the scriptures or open the scriptures for a historical walk through time. We open the scriptures for divine encounter and divine revelation with Jesus. So tonight, though we're so familiar with this ancient, majestic story, and it is a story of love. It is an everlasting love story that God has written over your life. I want to say that again. It is an everlasting love story that God has written over your life and your destiny. Tonight as we open the scriptures, maybe later tonight as you open the scriptures at your house or tomorrow morning, as you're opening gifts, as you open it up, I pray as you open the word that the spirit of revelation would rest upon you and you encounter Jesus afresh. May that be your gift, amen, this Christmas. I want to talk to you for the next few moments about the son of promise and the son of destiny. The son of promise and the son of destiny. So beautiful. Isaiah chapter 7, if you would turn with me, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. He said, therefore, the Lord himself, he will give you a sign, and behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah went on in Isaiah chapter 9. He says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace. Don't miss that. And in the, of the increase of his government and his peace. Notice what's increasing, his peace. You see that? Don't miss that tonight. There will be no end. And upon the throne of David over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward and even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What a dream. What a word, what a plan, what an ultimate plan of God to give his beloved son for all of humanity. I'm going to the story tonight in Luke chapter 2, and I'd love for you to go there with me. I know it'll be behind me tonight, but I just ask you to open your scriptures to tonight. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. 
In this census, it took place while Cornelius was governing in Syria, and so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the end. I don't want to belabor this point before we jump to verse 8, but I just want to, I want to put a seed inside of your heart and your spirit tonight to think about this that no God-fearing Jewish person, if they had only known what was breathing on the inside of Mary's womb, there's no way in the world they would have closed their door to that young couple. The Savior of the world had come. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Say that with me tonight. Good tidings of great joy. Say it again. Good tidings of great joy. Does anybody need some joy in 2021? Which it will be to all people. For there is born to you. This day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you that you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards Men. Those are beautiful words, ladies and gentlemen. That's the dream of God. That's the intentions of God. That's the goodness of God. I'm sending peace. I'm sending goodwill towards you. And so it was when the angel had gone from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning the child. And all those who heard it, they marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them within her heart. And then the shepherds returned glorifying God for all the things which they had seen and heard as it was told to them. This is our entry point into the story. This is our entry point into the revelation of this child that was given, the Son of God that was given, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham, the Son that was chosen, the Beloved of God, Saturday night, I remember telling you that the Father, when he gave Jesus, Jesus was the fullness and the consummation of all that the Father had to give. 
You cannot miss this. He is the fullness and the consummation of everything the Father had to give. In other words, I'll say to you like this tonight. He emptied out heaven giving Jesus for us. Are you hearing me tonight? He emptied out everything he had to give. Paul says it like this in Romans 8. He says, for he who spared not his own son, shall he not then freely give us all things? But the baby would become a man. And the man had a destiny. And the destiny was to give his own life, to lie his life down as a ransom for the sins of all humanity. What a story. It's still baffling. It's still fearful being a messenger after all of these years telling this story. It's still like fire in my bones. The story is alive. I'm not just rehearsing history. It's fire within us. The story is alive. The Lord is alive within you. He's Christ in you, the hope of glory. He became a man. And in Matthew chapter 1, we see his destiny. In verse 21, it says, You shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Notice verse 21. Jesus' destiny was to come to save us from our sins. Hallelujah. To save us from our sins. Powerful. It cost everything, everything the Father had to give to present us with Jesus. To give us a covenant of grace, it would cost the Father everything. It cost Jesus his blood. It cost him his body, everything. Tonight I want to take us to the words of Isaiah, chapter 53, before we go to communion tonight. And I know the communion's been prepared for you there at your seats. And parents, if you'll help us with your kids, that would, that would be a blessing to us with communion. Isaiah 53, these powerful words concerning Jesus' sacrifice, a messianic prophecy Verse 4, surely he took our infirmities or our sicknesses and he carried our sorrows and diseases, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. Those are powerful words, smitten, afflicted, pierced, crushed, punished, so that we might be healed and forgiven. I want to remind us tonight what we're doing. We're here tonight to honor the Father's love of giving Jesus. We're here honoring the Father's love of giving Jesus. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him 
might be saved. Tonight we're here to honor Jesus for giving his life. We're here to honor Jesus for giving his life. I want to read a scripture to you. It's so powerful. It's out of John 10. These are Jesus' words. He says in verse 17, he says, Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Let me read it over you one more time. Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. you got to catch that tonight. Who's responsible for killing Jesus? Oh, no, no. Understand, Jesus freely gave and laid down his life. Watch this. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. Tonight, that communion that you hold in your hand tonight, it represents this glory that Jesus had the authority and power to lay his life down but he had the power to take it up once again. This is the gospel of glory. Amen? Come on, can I get an amen in this house? Tonight we're here to honor the Holy Spirit who is so amongst us. Ephesians chapter 1, the apostle Paul writes this, Ephesians 1 and 13. He says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. You see that tonight. The Holy Spirit was given as a seal of our inheritance. Tonight, we honor what Jesus did in laying down his life. We honor the Holy Spirit being given and poured out, sealing us with the inheritance of our promise. But I got to go a step further. Tonight, we celebrate not just Jesus in the manger. We celebrate God raising his son from the dead. Glory to God. Ephesians 1, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, and might, and dominion. In every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. Tonight we celebrate, tonight we take hold of this communion. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, recognizing he is the risen Savior, the Redeemer, the King of the earth. One more scripture tonight, Ephesians chapter 2. The apostle Paul goes on and he says, But God, who is rich in mercy, (sighs) but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he has loved us, 
Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. And he raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved. Oh, say that tonight. For by grace I have been saved. Through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. It is a gift of God, not by works lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God is rich in grace, ladies and gentlemen. He is rich in love. Immeasurable, immeasurable, oceans of grace, oceans of love. But I remind us tonight, hear this and let it seal your heart. It required Jesus giving everything to give us a covenant of grace. Tonight I want you to take the communion in your hands, if you will. I remember being at the, the tomb, the empty tomb in Jerusalem when our team was receiving communion that day. Hey, how you doing down there? All right, the church is traveling tonight. We're sojourning. <laughs> Parents, thank you for helping us with your kids tonight. Before we receive tonight, I want you to look this way, and I want to give a warning tonight. If Jesus is not Lord of your life, I'm telling you tonight, do not take this. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, if he's not Savior of your life, do not take this. This is a grave warning. The Scripture tells us we have to examine ourselves to know if we're truly in Christ. Tonight, this covenant meal is for sons and daughters of God who have come into the kingdom. But I've got great news for you. If you've not received Christ into your life, or if you're away from the Lord, you've once walked with God, your heart once burned for God, but something happened. Someone hurt you. You got offended. You, something happened in the church. I don't know. And you ran away from God. I'm telling you, tonight is the night to come home. Tonight is that night. And tonight is the night to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender your heart. He is the Son of God. He is who He says He is. He is Savior, Lord, and King. And tonight, if you would open your heart and your life to Him and say, Lord, I make you, I make you my Savior. I repent of my sins. I renounce my sin. I renounce the way of the world. And I come to you and I give you my life. He'll receive you tonight. He'll receive you as a son and a daughter. Lord, tonight we honor you. We honor you. 
This is a sacred moment, Lord. You have made it holy. You have made it holy. And we are so thankful and we are so honored, Lord, that we can come together as family tonight and receive of the table of the Lord. We honor your sacrifice, Lord. We thank you that no one could take your life from you, that you freely laid it down. We thank you for going to the whipping post, Lord, full of love, full of courage, full of power, fulfilling your destiny. Thank you for taking the cross, Lord. Thank you for taking the cross. Thank you for taking the nails, Lord. Thank you for taking the crown of thorns, Lord. Thank you for taking the suffering, Lord. Thank you for taking our sins and iniquity upon yourself. Thank you that you allowed yourself to become sin so that we might be free from the power of sin and that we might become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I thank you for cleansing tonight. I want you to take the bread. Let's break it together and let's receive. We thank you, Lord. And let's declare divine healing in Jesus' name. Divine healing as his body was broken. Divine healing by his stripes we are healed. And on that same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. He says, this is my body broken for you, broken for you. And on that same night, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Tonight, raise the cup. Guys, soon, soon. We're going to be in the kingdom come, and we're going to raise a toast to the king of glory, the eternal king of glory. We're going to be in the kingdom. We're going to be in the kingdom come, toasting the Lord of glory for all eternity. But until that night, tonight we say, God, we are pledged to you. Say, I'm pledged to you, Lord. I am married to you, Lord. I am married to you, Lord. I am pledged to you, Lord. I am yours. Tonight, Lord, we pledge our consecration and our honor to you, King Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's drink together. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.